Ich bin ein Berliner. What's, what are you doing? Oh, that's President John F. Kennedy. Okay. And a uh, common misconception is that he, that actually didn't mean I'm a Berliner. It meant I'm a sugared donut with, <laughs> with jam in the middle. <laughs> Did it really work? Uh, but I, I believe that's, that's apocryphal. Okay, well. I think the jury's out on that one. But that brings us to great start. the theme. Yeah, what is the theme? Food, presidential food. And who are you? Associate Professor Bryce Evans, Associate Professor in History, Liverpool Hope University. And who um, are you? Uh, I'm Dr. Clay Granston. He said Dr. Scoff. Dr. Clay Granston, uh, lecturer in marketing at Liverpool Hope University. Uh, before we get into the, to the meat of this episode, we need to do the, the regular feature of... Uh, you don't like the name. Regular listeners know I don't like the name of this podcast. So have you got some suggestions from our loyal I've fandom? Some, I've got some really good ones. Presidential food themes? Of course, yeah, definitely, yeah. I went, I went to the Twitter sphere. Hit me. And uh, we're getting at least, you know, four, five of our listeners now getting involved. Oh, in try one, try one, go on. Um, okay, this one was uh, from Suzanne and uh, X-Ray Cat as well. Barack of Lamb, as Obama. In, as in the last president there, Barack Obama. Yeah, the Barack, Barack of Lamb. Do you like that one? No. So you could be Barack of Lamb Obama... And I could be Dill Clinton. Dill Clinton. So, That's yes. That's pretty good. So the, uh, let me go through it. 42nd and 44th presidents yeah. commemorated there. Very nice. Two more. Actually, three more. Okay. Grant. Ulysses S. Grant. That's quite good because you're back to Ulysses S. Grant. That's good Good Victorian ponning there. Isn't that good? And yeah. Sherbet Hoover. I could be Sherbet Hoover. Sherbet Hoover. Like Not Herbert Hoover. No. And then there's loads around Abraham. Abraham Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah. Anyway. Or Abraham Lancashire Sausage. Enough. <laughs> enough. Enough. So enough. We're going to stick. I think he started off strongly there. Would Sherman, whatever that one was. Sherbert. Sh- yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah, Sherbert Hoover. Good. That was pretty good. Let's talk about what's been going on in the news at the moment. And today, the day we're recording this, some amazing food in the news. Did you see this as well with uh, the president? The current incumbent in the White House. I not only saw this, but I also have the Washington Post, a wonderful tradition of investigative journalism. Did a little video with them myself a couple of years back, back in the election, which uh, put Mr. Trump in the White House. And we'll get onto that later because I'm going to talk election cake. But they did a brilliant investigative piece. I'm going to show you a graphic now. Brilliant. This is a model of the table. Uh, because the Clemson Tigers, so that's the, am I right in saying the college football national champions, yep, I were invited so. to the White House. That's incredible. Of course, he shut down the government. So Indeed. he said, I'll take care of this. I'll do the food. And in typical, I have to say, not getting sexist, typical man, what did he do? The fast food option. So I'm just showing you uh, the graphic now of the now, the now famous dinner. The Washington yeah. Post sort of, you know, We've obviously dedicated quite a few resources to this. McDonald's, Wendy's. We have, well, we have, first we have the vanguard of the table for our big college football boys, all weighing in at about 16 stone. (laughs) Um, We've got Big Macs, uh, followed by a phalanx of chicken nuggets. Brilliant. And fill the fish quarter pounders. In the rear guard, we have Wendy's, uh, a sort of triangle of Wendy's burgers. We don't have them in Britain, Wendy's, but they're, they're a fast food chain in America. Yep, they? and then bring up the rear, your, your Burger King Whopper. Uh, you've columns of fries. Columns, I mean, there's a little bit of salad there. 
in, um, in the burgers? Or? And it's just phenomenal. There's also a supplementary table located at the whopper end of the long table <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the White House, which is the Domino's table. That's incredible. It's a round table uh, with plates, napkins, ketchup, fries, pizza, pizza, pizza. Again, a column of fries, uh, four battalions of pizza there deployed. Incredible. It's quite astounding, this. Look at the organisation. What a meal. Can you call that a meal? Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I thought that was brilliant. That happened today, just as we were about to... to I think that is all we need to talk about food in the news, if I'm honest. Well, it speaks to the food tastes of the current president, Indeed, Indeed, yeah. Well, we'll go into my... Fantastic new segment, Facts. Oh, yeah. So do you want to hear the... Uh... Yes, please. Yeah. Facts. Got any facts? So do you want to hear some of my facts then? I, I do. Go ahead. Okay. Did you like... Do you still enjoy the, the jingle? Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure as to why it's an aggressive cockney. Why, why wouldn't Thrusting it his facts on me, but <laughs> I'm willing to hear facts. And I guess these facts are about presidential food... They are indeed, yeah. But obviously with the caveat that, you know, some of this might not be all that accurate. Okay, okay. Some of it's hearsay. Pinch of salt. Pinch yeah. of salt. Okay. Well, we'll start early anyway. Okay. Okay. So uh, we'll start off with Lincoln. He uh, used to love apples. Simple man, loved apples and gingerbread men. Yes, I'd heard, I'd heard that he liked to sort of, I suppose, graze, not gorge. Uh, <laughs> apples, <laughs> yeah. nuts. And yet he was a giant. I'm, I'm trying to... I'm He's trying a big to, man. I mean, this one, it's, it's not that exciting, really. I was trying to... Maybe I should have started that with a bit more oomph. You know, apples and Whoa. gingerbread men. What an amazing, <laughs> interesting fact about the great man. But the remarkable thing is, for such a big fella, he yeah. doesn't seem to have had much of an appetite. No. But okay. didn't you have uh, an example from the early Republic, from Jefferson? Jefferson? Yeah, I did, yeah, actually. Uh, there's a couple of facts around him. He was given an enormous wheel of cheese, 560 kilograms Cheshire, it was a Cheshire Mammoth Cheese. Came from Massachusetts. I don't know if I've said any of those things right. I feel lucky like lucky Thomas Jefferson. And uh, it, it came to the White House and they left it in the White House for over two years just to really, you know, funk up. Stunk. Yeah, it must have done, yeah. But that's big, that's a big bit of cheese. Uh-huh. Massive bit of cheese. So he kept it in the White House because he yeah. had his own estate, Monticello, didn't he? Uh, Jefferson's big... Big estate, so you just oh, thought right. he might have parked it in one of his it's cellars. In the White House. In in the White my House. goodness. Uh, he also he kind of brought French fries or, or an early version of French fries. He used to live in France before he he, he came over and became yeah. the president. Yeah. And uh, he did a dinner party where he had and he called them potatoes the French way. Yeah. Bearing in mind this is in the early eighteen hundreds, yeah. so before it became into the mainstay of uh, of the American diet and actually there's a bit more history the sort of 1940s off the war that french fries as we know them the thin french fries yeah yeah sort of circular sure okay deep fried potatoes that's a good fact about so it's jefferson's fault then is it that america is, is uh, poisoning itself on fast food potentially yeah potentially okay. i've also got a great one about uh, george bush uh, senior or senior yes recently deceased recent sadly yes i don't know if you've ever heard the broccoli story about him Go on. He, he when he came into office, he said that he, uh, he he hated broccoli, and his mum used to force feed him broccoli. And he said, "I'm the president, yeah, and I'm not going to have to eat broccoli anymore. And I'll go to bed when I want. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, you can't tell me what to do anymore. No, mum. Yeah. yeah. What would you do then? What what food would you not eat if you were well president? I like I like all foods. You know me, but yeah. I tell you, to be honest with you, at the moment, I'm, I'm str- I try and eat a bit of fruit in the morning. At yeah. the moment, I'm really struggling over my morning banana. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I'm just kind of falling out of love with bananas. It's just had a bit of a bad experience recently, one which was a bit underripe. And okay. 
Yeah, just uh, maybe that. If I had to make a childish declaration against yeah. food, maybe bananas would be in the firing line. And if you were president, that would be an extremely interesting fact about you. Yeah, yeah. If I was commander in chief, <laughs> I might launch a war against. Otherwise, you're just uh, a guy bananas. that doesn't like bananas, yeah. which is. Uh, but it's the Bush thing. How fascinating! Didn't yeah, like broccoli. Have you got any more for? Uh, well, famous? I've got. Well, I don't like coconuts. You yourself. Mine would be coconuts. I think there's something that hard to get yeah. into there's a reason nature doesn't want us to have them Fair. well even if they're in bounty bar um, form I hate bounties do you? Yeah. okay but, but I mean if, that... I was a su- if I was a superhero that would be my kryptonite a bounty bar fascinating stuff yeah. uh, if you were a <laughs> <Again>. Marvel uh, <laughs> yeah. hero but I mean let's go back to presidents and I mean I've you... only got one left now go on then only one left uh, Nixon cottage cheese and ketchup I don't think he just ate cottage cheese and ketchup. <laughs> just like exclusively, that's <laughs> all he ate. <laughs> I think that was that came out as one of the bizarre food combinations he... Yeah, he just sit with a pot of cottage cheese and pour ketchup it's in it. It's kind of, as we've covered before on this show, something that you might associate with a pregnant woman. Indeed, yeah. Was he pregnant during... Good link back, yeah. Uh, you know, his term in office, or... I don't know. Do we, we don't know that yet. Maybe that'll emerge. Maybe. Maybe in, in, a, in a later book, maybe. Okay. Well, that's all very interesting. He yeah. also took soup off the menu. Why does uh, Nixon take soup off? Because <laughs> he couldn't eat it properly. He always used to end up with it down his front. Why didn't he just tie a napkin into like a little bib? I don't know. Uh, no idea. Uh, on a side note, I have a friend who's terrified of soup. Why? He, he just doesn't like it. Can't be in the same room as it. Any flavour, can't deal with it. He's got a, an actual fear of soup. A phobia of soup. Uh, first world problem. <laughs> indeed, I, If indeed. ever I heard one. Yeah. Um, but this brings me on to the fact that I was recently in America doing some research. Again. Yes, researching. Another junket. Yes. Well, I mean, I received funding from the uh, Truman Library, one of the 13 presidential libraries over there. The first presidential library. Great. Brilliant archives and library. Dedicated, of course, to Harry S. Truman. Yeah. The accidental president. Truman came in when Roosevelt died unexpectedly in '45. Of course, dropped the bomb then went on to serve a second term. But there's an entire library archive museum dedicated to him. And while I was there, uh, Truman, Midwestern president, kind of associated as a slightly sort of, a bit of a farm boy, unsophisticated by some. Okay. Uh, so I thought it'd be interesting to ask the senior archivist there, uh, Randy Sowell, what were the likes and dislikes of old Harry, Harry Truman? And we're going to listen to that, are we? I believe we're going to go to that now. Let's have a listen. I am here with Randy Sowell, uh, Dr. Randy Sowell, who is a senior archivist here at the Truman Presidential Library and Archive. And Randy is going to tell us a little bit about the food likes of America's 33rd president. Well, Mr. Truman was a man with pretty simple tastes when it came to food. Um, he liked certain basic uh, foods like uh, meatloaf without onions, uh, baked ham, uh, tuna and noodle casserole, fried chicken, especially his mother's fried chicken, he said. So nothing very adventurous. We do have a recipe uh, in the library that Mrs. Truman sometimes prepared for eggplant, which is kind of surprising, but he did like that too. But for the most part, as far as uh, his daily meals were concerned, he preferred very simple meals. For supper, I would say for breakfast, he was also pretty conservative. He maybe had an egg and a piece of toast and that was about it. He didn't eat much of a, uh, wasn't really a big breakfast eater. His uh, doctor during his uh, presidency kept him on a pretty strict diet. So yeah, that was Randy. Uh, I had a great time over there. I was in Missouri, Kansas, Missouri. It is the American Midwest. And as that suggests, Truman was a man of simple taste who liked 
stolidly Midwestern fare. Uh, mashed potato. I think he liked uh, sort of uh, angel delight pudding for dessert. Fried chicken. All prepared by his black female uh, servant. Some recipes from his mother. Uh, one thing he did like, which Randy mentioned, which was slightly exotic, if you can call it that, was Ozark pudding. What's that? Well, the Ozarks, the sort of lake and mountain range in that part of America, in the Midwest, okay. in Missouri. Uh, and that's basically a sort of very sugary uh, apple pie. Is that what you've made? And drum roll. Is that what you've, that what you've made? I, ha- I haven't, actually, oh. no. Okay. no. Uh, it was a little bit too complex for me, <laughs> uh, the Ozark pudding. Yeah. I mean, Randy did give me a recipe. It was kind of him. Yeah. I didn't get around to making it. However... Um, and for the first time in a while, it must in be In a says, while? When was the last time you did this? I haven't... Is it the election cake? How, what have I made this time? Well, that's what I'm asking. This is... You've, I'm sure you've told me about this before. About election cake? Yeah. Well, Weren't you on the telly? Uh, well, as luck would have it, that's what I've made I for you today. You, this is this is Bryce Evans' The Greatest Hits. Well, election now cake... Now that's what I call Bryce Evans. I get a bit of, a, <laughs> bit of funding a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, I remember. In the States, over there... Washington Post interview during the during the election Great. election cake uh, I was over in Winterthur Museum in Delaware Great. and election cake was a great occasional cake it would have been a yeah. massive cake boozy cake how big were we talking? Uh, they could be they would have been baked on the old you talked about Massachusetts they would have been the big New England hearths okay. uh, so enormous big before ovens came in before ranges came in so we're talking big cakes because they're there to just sustain male voters as they cast their vote at oh the so it's something they ate while they cast while they were voting oh. and it's their so up it's very boozy fruity cake that just shows that I didn't listen to any of those interviews well I apologise you're gonna have it now am I you're gonna taste the real thing yeah it's fruity it's boozy it was cooked at election time traditionally oh, cool in America and now I recreate it for you and our listeners brilliant well, let's give it a try okay So here we have uh, a fantastic specimen of election cake prepared from the earliest colonies in America, post-independence, when the Republic was young and voting was a communal event for men, and this was there to sustain them. Uh, We're talking lots of fruit, nuts, a gill of brandy or sherry traditionally. I've put Mm. both in actually in this occasion just to cover myself. Yeah, yeah, Uh, It's going to be boozy. It's going to be stodgy. It's going to sustain you as you go to the polls. Would you like to? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the, the... I've noticed with your food that <clears throat> it's quite often not a looker, I have to say. Whatever do you mean? Let's go on, let's have a whirl. It's tasty. Mm. Very fruity. It's very stodgy. Like a Christmas cake. Yeah. Very similar Very similar ingredients to Christmas cake. It, um, Yeast. <clears throat> very, um, very stodgy. Mm-hmm. Almost clawing. Clawing, mm-hmm. sorry. And that's just a... So... You were saying before, men would go to the polls. Mm-hmm. Is, this, is this pre the vote for women? Yes, it is, yeah. Okay. And so this later on became a heritage cake. Okay. Uh, I got the recipe from an 1887 cookbook, which I'll talk about a little bit later, White House cookbook, by which time it had sort of been consigned to history. It was a sort of bit of a novelty cake, because by that point, 
America had grown as a republic. Okay. The, the, the machine of democracy had become a lot bigger. It wasn't to do with a few men getting drunk and casting the vote anymore. Okay. It was a much bigger nation and empire, I suppose, by that stage. And was this to draw people to the polls? Yes. Sort of a, a kind of a, if you come, we'll give you some food or we'll give you something sweet, perhaps, that, that you wouldn't normally... Something sweet and stodgy and full of sherry brandy to keep you going as you guzzle down more booze so do you think if this was to happen in britain more people go to the poll if we just gave cake quite possibly this could be excuse me mm, this could be what the, the solution to the political impasse <laughs> that we currently find ourselves just in. boozy cake yeah just the words following on from what randy said randy was also telling me which i thought was quite interesting 20th century presidents certainly my favorite president fdr who's fdr uh, franklin delano roosevelt okay. president you know during the 30s world war ii new deal but one thing that he fell down on Roosevelt was that f- food really wasn't great in the White House during his time in office. Both himself and his wife, Eleanor, were sort of too busy saving the world mm. to pay much attention to food. Great boozer, of course, Roosevelt. Yeah. But when he died, then Truman came in, again, sort of Midwestern, typically Americana in terms of White House food. Things really start to spice up, become a little bit more cosmopolitan, a bit more sort of attention to gastronomy by the time we get JFK in office. Really? Why commonly credited to the wife? And of course, it's Jacqueline Bouvier, mm-hmm. the Gallic influence, the French influence there. Okay. She came in and apparently food in the White House from that point onwards sort of goes Picked on up. upward trajectory. Well, it was picking up until we got to cottage cheese and ketchup. Well, that's in, in any crazy. case. Yeah. 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 But apparently things picked up under Jackie. Wow, this is quite a good cake, you know. I'm, I'm, I sound surprised. I am surprised. Why, thank you. Um, we've had some pretty, I'm going to say dodgy food in the past. Some of the stuff we've had has been a little bit crazy. But this is, mm-hmm. this is good. This is really tasty. Good. And if, do you cook this any other time apart from when you're on um, national or global uh, news channels? Or is, I is, didn't even cook it on that occasion. <laughs> I had it not? cooked for me by a bunch of... Uh, great women who are based in a library I was researching in over there. Really? They actually pointed me towards recipes to do with this and then cooked it for me. And they did a much better job, I have to say, than I've done here. So basically, if there's anyone listening who's a postgraduate student or anybody who really enjoys food, take a leaf out of Associate Professor Bryce Evans's book and uh, just cook cakes and you get to see the world. That's what we've learned here, really. That's the lesson. Uh, that's the lesson. From this election. Yeah. But, just, but you yeah. like it, I think. It's I think, really nice. Begrudgingly, you're kind of giving me a bit of credit for this one. It's really tasty. You can't really taste a lot of the booze in it. I thought it would be really strong. There's quite a lot of sherry going in there. Yeah, but it's, it's quite sweet sherry, isn't it? It's not mm. really that kind of got that really fiery kind of taste to it it's nice though but uh, i got the recipe from a book which i'm going to discuss subsequently in book corner and excellent um, i can't wait i thought this might be an opportunity to discuss book corner and well how about how about we clear up this mess yeah Uh, by mess i mean you're covered in cake so we need to dust you down Uh, when we come back you can introduce uh, your favorite segment of life i think not even this show, just life in general. Super. Um, and uh, sadly, we've uh, lost Santa. He's gone into hibernation. So, but I've uh, got someone else. Well, good, because I was going to say that was the challenge that was set to you. I've got someone else to introduce Book Corner. Good, good. Well, I look forward to hearing it. My fellow Americans, I am addressing you tonight on a matter of national and international importance. It has come to my attention... That book corner, that most sacred, sacred of corners, has previously 
been introduced by Santa Claus. So sad. So sad. Santa Claus ratings much worse than mine. I pledge, now that I am representing Book Corner, that I will serve by shutting down Book Corner to any books written by liberals when I was elected to serve this country. I did so in the name of God. Please enjoy Book Corner. This message has my approval. So help me, God. Well, that was uh, that was uh, that was Donald there. I feel like we've been hijacked. That was that was dice a bit. Um, he's in a bit of a mood, isn't he? He didn't seem happy. No. Does he ever seem happy though? It's uh, sometimes he's happy. He I seems think. happy when he's chomping down on fries and diet coke and pizza. But listen, you know, how did you how did you get him to? Well, it was a push, but. Um, you know, I wasn't too happy with Santa as well. Santa's putting his feet up now after it's been busy he's, he's last couple of weeks. Gone into his cave, yeah. So Donald was only too happy to oblige. Okay, he was a bit in a bit of a uh, bit of a mood though, there wasn't well, he? he oh, Donald, yeah, he didn't seem happy. No. Yeah. Anyway, had to splice out some some swearing. Well, yeah, sometimes he can resort to that, yeah. Donald. You know, but um, we're grateful to Donald. Thank you, Mister President, Commander in Chief, for doing that for us. We're grateful. And, and that leads me on to... Just, just, just... Is he going to be introducing Book Corner next week as well? I'm going to... Tr- I'll try and get him, okay? okay. My my agent's going to talk to his agent. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know about people. this showbiz world, you, 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 you just know. Just le- leave it to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, on that not topic of the man who's currently in the White House, I have for you in Book Corner this week, the original White House cookbook, 1887 edition. It looks a very nice book, I must say. It's a very nice book. Thanks to my friend Mark Whitlock over there uh, in the States who gave this to me. There is a recipe for election cake in here. All right. For a lot of other stuff. Uh, it's uh, prepared by a professional chef, Hugo Zeman, one-time uh, caterer for Napoleon. That would be the great-grandson of Napoleon Bonaparte. Chef in the Hotel Splendide, the Brunswick Cafe in New York, and also uh, a female expert on housekeeping. And you'll notice that this somewhat resembles your... Victorian Bible of Housekeeping, Mrs. Beaton's. Yeah. Uh, because it's, as well as having recipes for different meats, puddings, and all the rest, which are attributed to various first ladies, there is um, notes on how to sort of keep your household and oh, really? uh, that kind of thing in here as well. So, uh, and, and on how to carve and etiquettes and things like that, which were terribly important back in the day. So it's the White House cookbook. I believe you can get hold of it quite handy online. It's a big book, isn't it? How much have you read so far? I've, I've thud it close. Oh, that's... It's a good thud, doesn't that's, it? That's a heavy book. Well, I've read the relevant section. So election cake is there, like I've mentioned. Yeah. There's all sorts there. All manner of cakes. Uh, various recipes attributed to various first ladies. Was 1887. That would have been President Cleveland who was in office then. But I suppose it represents the way that America is sort of becoming a little bit more uh, confident and affluent as a society. So sort of the, the young republic, a little bit unsure of itself. By the time we get to this period, it's a lot about etiquette, dining rituals, which I know you're yeah, well, yeah, yeah. an expert on yourself. So an interesting read that, yeah. And I imagine you read this in the potato room? the uh... Of my particular study. Yes. Yeah. On, on occasion. I did note, though, with like we mentioned earlier, with Donald's big dinner that he had for the, the yeah. American footballers the other day, that all of this is seemingly out the window now. Is it really? 
Well, I mean, you know, I don't really think they were adhering to etiquette there about, you know, what you did with your pinafore and your um, how you held your fork. Yeah. How much ketchup to have on each singular fry. Instead, you just had a just a huge flank of Wendy burgers. Well, I wasn't going to mention it when you were saying it earlier, but I, I don't know how it all kept warm. There's nothing worse than, than cold, soggy fast food. Well, this was something which occupied the Washington Post. They had hot plates, apparently. Oh, did they? Yeah, so oh. at least for the pizza table. Okay. I'm not sure about the big table with the McDonald's followed by Wendy's followed by... I'm sure there'll be a, a massive fallout from this fast food debacle. Either way, it seems that the White House cookbook, 1887 edition, is gone out the window. It looks a good book anyway. Yeah. Well done on your book corner. Again. Well, thank you very much. We'll see if we, Dan's available next week or next time, will we? Well, well I'm sure it'll be something equally as, uh, as fantastic. Let's hope so. And that's the end of it, isn't it? That's been Presidential yeah. Foods. So goodbye from uh, me, Sherbert Hoover, and uh, from my colleague, Dill Clinton. Until next time. Bye.